0: Log Talk Radio.
1: on the wall listen to the Watchmen on the wall.
2: high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The secret place in your life and my life as New Covenant believers is Yahshua, Yahshua, Jesus the Christ from Nazareth. Jesus the Christ is the secret place. So he that dwells, remains, continues, lives in, inhabits Christ shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In the New Testament, there are no longer types. There are no longer shadows. There is only substance. The substance of things hoped for. In the Old Testament, they hoped for God's glory. They hoped for God's presence. They hoped for Messiah to come. The New Testament is the substance or the fulfillment of what was hoped for. In the Old Testament, they had faith to believe, to wait. They had hope. But faith is the substance. And you and I in the New Covenant, a New Covenant, a better covenant, better promises, we who abide in Christ shall abide under the substance of the Almighty. The very real substance of Christ is what encases us. Hallelujah. Verse 2 of Psalm 91 I will say of the Lord, would you say it with me today? I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. And that word refuge in the Hebrew is the makasa, the makasa. And it means a shelter from rain or storm, from danger or falsehood. Hallelujah. So the makasa is Literally a hope, a place of hope. Hallelujah. A place of trust. So think about this. You who dwell in Christ and in whom or over whom Christ's substance is over your life. No more shadows. The substance is there. You can say of the Lord, he is your shelter. He is your hope. He is your trust, your resting place, right? He is my refuge from rain and storm and and danger. He is my refuge and my fortress, the Matsud, the Matsud in the Hebrew. And it means a castle, my defense. He is my defense. I will not be moved. You remember that song? He is my defense. I will not be moved. So you have the Matsud, the defense, castle, fortress, a stronghold, a strong place. And that's who the Lord is to you. And that's who the Lord is to me. He is our refuge. He is our fortress, my God. Hallelujah. In him will I trust. That phrase there is the batok, the batok. And the word batok or for trust means to hide for refuge. It is to trust, to be confident or sure, to be bold, to be bold. The righteous are as bold as lions. It means confident, secure. You are secure. You can put your confidence, your hope. You can actually be careless about things when your hope is in God. Amen. Would somebody like to say verse 2 with me again? I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. Verse 3, surely he shall deliver. He shall deliver you. From the snare of the fowler. Now the word deliver there, I love that because it is the natsal, and it literally means to snatch away, to deliver, to rescue. All right. So that is the natsal, and it literally means to cause you to escape, to escape, to preserve you, to save you. Amen. And what is he saving us from? What is he rescuing us from? Surely, by the way, means absolutely beyond the shadow of a doubt, he shall deliver you from the snare. Oh, the snare. It is the puck, the puck in the Hebrew. And it's referring to a bird trap, a snare of calamities, plots, sources of agent or source of agent of calamity. All right. So literally the Lord is going to es- cause you to be delivered and saved, snatched away from the plots and the plans and the schemes and the tricks of all that the enemy conspires in his mind to get you with. Well, God says, I'm going to set you free. It's not, you're not going to go. I mean, you're going to escape it. I'm going to deliver you from the snare of the fowler. Ooh, the fowler. And the fowler is the Yakush. I don't know if you're going to remember any of this, but you can get your Hebrew out and do the same thing. He's going to deliver you from the Yakush, the fowler. And that is one that entangles, one that is a snarer, one who sets traps. This is New Testament, by the way. Jesus said, uh, pray that you be counted, counted worthy to escape. All these things that are coming, well, this is the way to escape. He dwells in Christ, the secret place. So now we have the snarer, the fowler, we will be delivered from. And not only that, he goes on to say, and surely he will deliver you from the noisome pestilence. The word noisome there in the Hebrew is the hava. And that means the desired, eagerly coveting and rushing calamity. It talks about mischief, naughty, naughtiness, a perverse thing. Wow, wickedness. So he's going to surely deliver you from that wicked, naughty, perverse, what? Pestilence. The word pestilence is the dabir, the dabir. And it is something in the sense of a destroying plague, a moraine, cattle disease, whatever it is, this nefarious noisome, perverse, wicked thing that the snare and the fowler are wanting to trap you with, God says, surely I'm going to deliver you from the scheme of COVID-19. I am going to deliver you from the Delta virus. I am going to deliver you from this perverted, corrupt, wicked, diabolical plan of the enemy of this pestilence and plague. Don't you worry about it. You just dwell in Christ. You set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. You let your spirit ascend to the right hand of the Father in the heaven where you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And don't worry about this stuff. I will take care of it, saith the Lord, right? And so we go on in verse 4, Psalm 91, verse 4. He shall cover you with his feathers and I love the word cover there it is the sockak and it literally means to screen over to fence about to shut in literally to like I like this definition here entwine as a screen or to fence in to protect he will protect you okay with what his Feathers. Wow. His feathers is the ebra, the ebra. And that is a pinion, a wing. Hallelujah. And it comes from a little bit deeper of a word. And it just talks about the the, the wing and the pinion, uh, the feathers of God. We talked a little bit about that the other day. So it's a protective hedge. So he's saying that you are going, He's going to cover you. He's going to protect you with a hedge. Of protection under his wings shalt thou trust. Now the word wings here is the kanaf, a little bit different than the feather. The feathers are nice and comfy, right? But the wing literally talks about an edge or extremity. It's talking about a uh, a pinnacle. It's talking about uh, an overspreading. It's it's about the uh, a garment or, or, or a, an army that's of a bird or an army. In other words, God is going to protect you with an army of angels. Come on. I believe angels have wings. I really do. But anyways, this is what the word is saying. He's going to cover you with his feathers. He's going to protect you with his hedge, Under his wings, You, under his army, you shall trust. You shall trust. You know, it's one thing to Go walking down the street and there's five or seven bullies that are ready to mess with you. But if you go walking down the street and you've got some powerful angels, those bullies are going to leave you alone. You could walk confidently past the crowd, in other words. You don't have to be fearful and afraid that you're on your own. You are not on your own. God is saying, I'm here to walk with you through this time, through this situation, And I'm going to do it, says the Lord. I'm going to walk you through your trial. I'm going to walk you through your difficult season. I'm going to bring you out into a more moral character. I'm going to produce a mental character on the inside of you. I'm going to cause you to trust in me more than you ever had. And by doing so, I'm going to give you peace. And peace is going to flow like a river into every cell of your body. And it's going to make contact with the tissues and the muscles and the blood and the nerves, and I'm going to bring divine peace to your physical body when your soul as is trusting in me. So don't worry about the trial. Don't worry about the bullies down the road. Don't worry. You're not alone. I'm sending my army to walk through it with you, and you can trust in me. That's what the Lord says. Hallelujah. And then he goes on to say, Thou shalt trust, or you shalt thou trust under under his protection, his truth. Now who is his truth? Yahshua Jesus is his truth, shall be your shield and buckler. And I love the word truth here. It's the emeth. And it literally means something that's firm, sureness, reliability, that which is caused or causes stability. Jesus said in the last days there would be commotions. He referred to instability or instability. That times where the earth and the heavens are shaking, that the foundations, every foundation other than the foundation of Jesus Christ, the rock upon whom we have built our lives, will be shaken. And there will be instability in the markets and instability in the medical and instability in the financial institutions, instability. All over the world, in every system known to man, it's going to shake. All of them are going to be shaken. But you will not be shaken because I'm bringing you to a place of reliability, stability, sureness. This is what God called truth. And Jesus is the truth. And you built your life upon his message, which is truth, and you will not be shaken. Hallelujah. You you will remain, saith the Lord. So, His truth shall be your shield. Man, I know what a shield is, but what is the Hebrew word for shield? The Hebrew word, the sinah, the sinah. And it means, this is really cool. It is a hook, as pointed, also a large shield, as if guarding by prickliness. I like that. Uh, This shield, it has pricks on it that point out at the adversary so in other words it's not only a defensive shield but it's also an offensive shield oh praise the lord the offensive word of god that's in your mouth today and in your heart today shall surely pierce the enemy of your soul that has tried to make war with you because the lord says ye shall be his truth the word of god you have it as an offensive weapon the offensive weapon Take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. There's a pointed sword, right? Well, the shield also doesn't just defend, it launches. Amen. And in so it goes on to say in verse four, that you shall trust his truth shall be your shield and your buckler. Now, I like the word buckler because it is the sokera, And that literally means something surrounding the person, a buckler. I also like the buckler that holds things together holds things together a buckler a shield so man you are under a divine protection of god almighty just for dwelling in christ jesus dwelling in his word john chapter 15 i am the vine you are the branches he that remains in me who that dwells in me who abides in me all right that's where all life comes from that life source now in verse 5 of psalm 91 you shall not be afraid All right, and that meaning there is the Yahweh, and it means you shall not be what? Frightened or alarmed. You are just not going to have any dread. You will not dread. You will not be frightened. You will not be afraid. Of what? You will not, okay, and I love the way he says this. You shall not be afraid. For what? Terror. Fear itself, right? So you shall not be afraid of the pakad, the terror, which is a sudden alarm. Now, there are suddenly events that are going to hit the earth, kind of like all those people that were sleeping in their condo in Surfside, Florida, yesterday in the morning, and suddenly the building collapsed. I believe that God is saying that in the first four days of summer, that there was a collapse that was heard all over the world on the news media, and that God was showing that the collapse is coming. Now, that is not to disregard the poor people that suffered in that collapse. It's not about that. But I always look into the prophetic sign of things. I always look and peer into what the Lord may be saying, and I believe... As we entered into the summer of 2021 that we have prophesied that things are going to be happening, it began with a building collapse. I believe that the collapse of many systems in the United States of America and around the world are going to happen, and they are going to happen suddenly while men are sleeping, while people are least expecting of anything in the world who would have ever dreamed that a 12-story building would have collapsed like pancakes, but it did. There's a prophetic sign in that. But God says to you who dwell in him, you're not going to be afraid of the sudden terror, the sudden alarm, the object feared. You won't be afraid of it. And that is a covenant blessing for you. Again, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night. Okay, so you saw that at night. Nor for the arrow that flies by day. All right, so the arrow is the kites, the kites, and that means a piercer, an arrow that inflicts a wound, okay? It, it, from God's perspective, it's a thunderbolt. It's the shaft of a spear, an archer, uh, uh, you know, and so, you know, God's thunderbolts, you know, when they strike around the world, don't you be afraid of it. When God begins to shake the heaven and the earth, don't be afraid of it. And again, on the other side, when the enemy begins to move with his arrows, that's why we have a shield to protect us from the arrows, no weapon formed against you will prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment shall be condemned. Put on the full armor of God, take up the shield of faith, wherewith you may quench all the fiery darts of the evil one. And this literally is referring to a dart, a shaft, a staff, a wound. So the poisonous darts of the devil... God said what? Don't be afraid of the terror by night, the sudden destruction, nor the arrow, the darts, the weapons of the enemy, or even God's judgments that hit the earth that fly by day. Then he went on in verse 6 to say, in Psalm 91, don't be afraid either or nor for the pestilence. Oh, the pestilence. That's the Debir again. And that is your plague a destroying disease, okay, call it COVID-19, Delta virus, call it whatever you will. You will not be afraid for that pestilence that walks in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday, the katab, the destruction. And that means a destruction that cuts off. In other words, it's a destroying destruction, which is the word Apollyon and Abaddon, in the book of Revelation, there was a king over them. In the Hebrew, their name is Apollyon or Abaddon, and in the Greek is Apollyon, the destroyer or destroying to destroy. But God's saying, don't be afraid of Apollyon. Don't be afraid of Abaddon. Don't be afraid of the destruction that wastes, okay? So this wasting, the shoot, literally is causing something to be devastated, so there is a destruction that is coming that is going to devastate, but you are not going to be afraid of it. You're not afraid of the coming collapse. You're not afraid of the house of cards that's about to be shattered to the ground. You will not be afraid of the plague. You will not be afraid of the pestilence. You will not be afraid of anything, even when God's judgments hit the earth. You will not be afraid. Why? Because you dwell in Christ your life in him we live and move and have our being that's how you live on this earth an abundant life in the midst of all this chaos you live it in Christ everything you do in Christ in Christ abide in him remain in him don't get out of him stay amen hallelujah now in verse 7 a thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. this is a symbolic number saying listen you're gonna see people falling all over the place 10,000 at your at, at your right hand but it will not come thee. the number is not as significant as the, the event that causes the death and what are the events that are gonna cause the death men's hearts failing them for fear of what they see coming upon the earth But God said, not you. You're not going to be afraid. You're not going to worry. You're not going to be concerned. You are running your race, and all those distractions that are coming on the earth are not intended by God to strike fear in you. They will strike fear in all the world. And men's hearts will melt with fear for what they see coming. And there are people right now that think they're in control that are going to find out in a brief moment they are not in control. And these people that are trying to rule things in their godless ways, they are going to be the ones whose hearts are going to melt with fear. You watch and see. And it's not for you. I don't care who you are, what you are, where you are. In Jesus' name, that's where you really are. It won't hurt you. That's what he's saying here. You're going to see it all around you, but it shall not come nigh thee. And I just wanted to look up that word nigh. It's the nagash, and it means it won't approach you. All right. It won't come to you. It won't even come near you. Any purpose, for any purpose. Euphemistically in the Hebrew, it means to to lie with a woman. It's as an enemy to attack. it's, It's something that nothing can approach or stand. Or overtake you. Nothing.
1: Praise the Lord. That's the Hebrew.
2: Now in verse 8. Only with your eyes. Shall you behold. Only with your eyes. Shall you behold. And see. The reward. Of the wicked. Oh you know what I'm getting here. The Gallows that Haman has built for you, he will hang on them himself. You will see that those who have come against you as one who dwells in Christ, you will find that they who have conspired against you, those who have warred against you, you will note in the days we are living in, they will hang on their own gallows, not because you curse them, not because you hated them, not because of any reason, but God is saying, I am your defense. And when you dwell in me, they who come against you will hang upon the very purposes they intended against you. That's the word of the Lord. So you're only going to see the reward of the wicked. And then he shifts into Psalm 91, verse 9. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, Even the Most High, your habitation. Is the Lord your habitation today? The word habitation is the ma'on, and it literally means a lair, a refuge, a dwelling. You know that you are the habitation of God through the Spirit according to the New Covenant, but God is your habitation. God is your castle of defense. God, Christ, is in Him your protection. That's why you don't have to be afraid and all these things. Now, that's one side of the coin that does not negate the call of God to prepare for the days that are coming. We are spirit, soul, and body. And I'm going to tell you something. If your spirit is not dwelling in Christ, then your preparations are going to be futile. You're not going to prepare the right thing. And if you're afraid when things break out, even though you have preparations, your fear will kill you. So spiritually, get to this place. Let the let the joy and the love and the peace that you're going to have for being in the castle of God sink down into your soul to give you rest and peace and joy and all the beautiful benefits of being born again. And then physically prepare the way that God tells you to prepare in peace. You'll go out with joy. You'll be led forth with peace. The mountains and the hills will break down before you break forth before you. So he goes on to say in verse nine. Because you have made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, your habitation, because you've done that, because the Lord is your habitation, there shall no evil befall you. What is evil? There shall no bad, malignant, watch this, adversity, affliction, calamity displeasure distress ill favored there will be no harm no misery no sorrow no trouble oh and people all over the world go "Ah, you can't live that way get real that is real for those who dwell in christ my god no evil, that is a promise. In the Old Testament, we have a better covenant with better promises. What could be better than this? Now, here it goes. There shall no evil befall you. That word befall literally means it's the anah. And it means, through the idea of contraction in anguish, it means it will not happen to you. It will not have opportunity over you, okay? Uh, it will not encounter, even approach you. I like that. But I, the definition here is it won't take opportunity of you. The enemy will war against the people of God. There's no doubt. And we will at times feel the warfare. There's no doubt about it. We'll get bit by serpents like the apostle Paul in Acts 28. He was bit by a serpent, or 27. He was bit by a serpent, but he shook it off. They will drink something deadly, but it will not harm them. So things happen, but they don't prevail over you. This is God's covenant promise. Now, in verse 11, he says, He shall give. So again, verse 10, There shall no evil befall you, neither shall any plague. Neither shall any plague Come nigh thy dwelling. The word plague there is the nīga again, and it talks about disease, but I like this. It also says a mark, the mark of the beast, no mark, no spot, no wound, no stroke, no infliction, no blow, no sore, no stripe, no wound. Show what? Come nigh thy dwelling. Where do you dwell? We dwell in Christ. He who dwells in the secret place, in Christ. Where do you dwell? In Christ. So as you're in Christ, none of these things will come nigh you. No, they will not come nigh your dwelling. Now, you're living in your house, but you're living in your house in Christ. You go to work, you go to your work in Christ. Wherever you go, you're going in Christ. In him, we live and move and have our beings. So, Wherever you go, you will be kept. It is a promise. The enemy may war, but with this hedge of God's protection, it shall not come nigh thy dwelling. Verse 11, for he shall give his angels charge over you. We've been talking a lot about angels this week. And all we know is that they're real. They have been sent to minister to the heirs of salvation. You have a genuine faith in Jesus Christ. You believe that Jesus Is the Son of God, the only begotten Son of God, who came to this world to die on the cross, to shed his blood for the forgiveness of our sins, to bring redemption and restoration? Those are not light things, by the way. Those are the most powerful truths that need to be thoroughly examined to bring about a true salvation in our lives. But we believe that, right? So he says, you're an heir of salvation. So God has given his angels charge over you. To keep you in all your ways. That word to keep there, by the way, is the shamar. It means to guard, to watch, to protect. It's a garrison. Wow. So the angels have charge. He's given his angels charge. And that charge is a sava, by the way. It is a command. Orders. Okay. So God has commanded, God has given a charge to the angels to do what? For he shall give his angels charge over you, and here it is, to keep you in all your ways. To guard you in all your what? What is that word in the Hebrew, that phrase there, in all your ways, the direct? And it literally means the journey. Oh, my God, I love that word, journey. And if you're a pioneer, you love to journey, adventure, discover. You love to do all those incredible things of uh, forerunning and, and pioneering. And man, I just love that. Lewis and Clark, right? So, but God says in your journey, the journey of life, God is going to, he has commanded his angels to take care of you to make sure that you get to where you're going, which is what? The celestial city. The kingdom of God Mount Zion now we're already there in the spirit but you and I are actually going to show up preserved unharmed while we meet the Lord in the heavens in eternal life that is a promise I hope it's yours now he goes on to say that of, of these angels in verse 12 that they shall bear you up in their hands if they have to lest you dash your foot against the stone you see Jesus was the covenant heir Jesus is the heir of all things, is he not? He's the rightful heir of the world. And those angels of God were committed to him, and the devil tried to use this to say, Jesus, jump off the pinnacle of the temple. The angels will pick you up. He was trying to pervert the word of God to get them to do something stupid for Jesus to do something wrong. But Jesus knew better, and he said, get behind me, Satan. I will not tempt the Lord my God, but that doesn't negate that If he had fallen, the angels would have literally picked him up and saved him. But the covenant to Yeshua, remember, he is the heir. We are joint heirs. We are heirs of salvation. We are the heirs of eternal life. You and I are co-heirs with Jesus. He's the firstborn. He's preeminent. But we have the covenant promises because he shares as an heir his promises with us. Woo, hallelujah, right? I mean, you got to praise the Lord. It's the truth of God. So they shall bear thee up in their hands lest you dash your foot against a stone. And then it says, not only is this all protective, verse 13, you shall tread. I like that word, tread. That word is the darak, and it means you shall march. You shall walk to sting. Uh, No, to string a bow, uh, treading on it, in bending. Uh, It talks about you will thresh. Awesome words, man. You shall do what? You shall tread upon the lion. Ooh. And the adder. These are satanic things, okay? You're going to tread upon the lion and adder. That word lion there actually is shakal, and it literally means one that roars. Your, your adversary, the devil, roams about like a lion seeking whom he may devour. You will tread upon wickedness, okay, whether it be men or angels or demons, fallen angels. Now, also on the adder, what is an adder? You will tread upon the pethene, and that is simply an asp from its contortions. So that's a real demonic thing, the contortions of demons, the asps of, of the bite, you know. But you'll tread on them, according to the word of God. Listen to this. You shall tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon. You're going you're to tread on the dragon. Isn't he an end time thing? All right? The dragon, you shall trample underfoot. The word dragon there is the tanine. It's a sea monster, a serpent, probably Leviathan, Right? Um, So we, we get into the dragon thing, the serpent. And then he says, you're going to trample all these under your feet because he has set his love upon me. You've set your love upon him. Therefore, will I deliver him? I will set him, her, on high. I'm going to set you on high because you have set your love upon him he is going to deliver you and set you on high above all things now the bible teaches about dwelling and walking upon the high places of the earth and riding upon the high places of the earth i believe scripture is clear that the born again children of god the new covenant children of god through their faith in jesus christ they have a high place oh your high place is higher than anything in this world your high place is ruling and reigning in the millennial kingdom no doubt about it so that's God's word to you, okay? It says, he shall, I'll set him on high, he's known my name. He shall, verse 15, call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Have you ever been in trouble? The word trouble is a sarah again. It means distress. It means uh, a rival wife, mamma mia, leave that on That's real distress. Stop it. Any anyway, case. So anyways, maybe a rival husband. An adversity, affliction, anguish, tribulation. I will what? Deliver him from trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. I will be with him in trouble. So he's when you're there's trouble, God will be with you, protecting you like an army, right? And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Wow. I told you in the beginning of the week, we would read Psalm 91, bring some definition to it. And I wanted to do that today. I want you to be so encouraged today. Summer has begun. It began with a collapse and people dying. Suddenly, it's a preview of the summer ahead of you. Psalm 91 is your promise. It's even better because you're in Christ in the new covenant. Take these words, bring them close to your heart, and accept them. Don't reject them. Don't argue with them. Oh, well, if that were true, then why did I get? Don't do that. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I am particularly rejoicing today because the last 48 hours, you know, we're on the front lines, folks. Patricia and I live on the front lines. You know that. And all of you who live on the front lines, you understand the warfare. And we have been hit with some pretty intense warfare. Our ministry, New Wine Ministry has been hit with some warfare. The enemy launched some poisonous darts, and there were some little sicknesses going on in the body. But every one of them are pulling through. Every single one is pulling through. We went through the entire 2020 season. Not one person had COVID-19. One, and there's a lot of elderly people in our ministry, above 50 anyways. I mean, that's kind of really young, but, I mean, there were elderly people there, and not one. But the enemy wars against us. So I'm rejoicing today because our family, New Y Ministry, is coming through. My wife, Patricia Joy Xavier, she got hit about 48 hours ago. And she was just knocked out in bed. And we were getting calls everywhere. How's she doing? How's she doing? And even this morning, I was unsure until I woke up. Prophetic things began to be declared in the spirit. And all of a sudden, Patricia popped up out of bed, ran into the kitchen, got her a cup of coffee, got everything going, sitting down on her phone again, tiny little weakness, beautiful, back to life, and I was rejoicing. And I have a special song for my wife today, Patricia, and I hope she's listening, and I want to share it right now, because I'm a happy, happy man. I really am. Here's the song I have for my beloved wife. And I'm not into who artists, I don't do music of the world. I really don't. This is something that just came into my spirit today. I wanted to share it with Patricia. I'm going to play this song and we'll be right back. So just a little song uh, to my beloved wife, Patricia Joy, about, oh, 29 and a half years ago, before we were married, probably, oh, just three or four months before we were married, Patricia was leaving to go to Chicago to visit her family, and I was in San Diego. And I remember laying in my bed one night, and I was bawling my eyes out because I loved her so much. And she was leaving, and I was laying in bed. It was late at night and bawling my eyes out. I said, Lord, don't you take her off this earth. If you remove her from this earth, you take me with her because I don't want to live on this planet without her. And she's been going through a little battle in her body, and she recovers every single time. She won't use doctors. She won't use medication. She refuses it. She always has. and She battles through in faith with her prayers, and people pray for her. Thank you for praying for Patricia. And again, she bounced up today, and I became a very happy man. And I'm so thankful for my wife, Patricia. And I I thank God. I, I really believe the Lord feels this way about you and I, his bride, his ecclesia, his church. And... Um, I just wanted to publicly share that, and um, praise the Lord. You are so beautiful to me. I see, I see, I see, what do I see over here? I see someone's trying to call in, and I know that number. We may as well take it. I'm going to grab it. The number to call, uh, Vincent, what are you doing here? I'm going to get this right one day probably gonna ruin all the lighting and kevin's gonna get mad at me all right so let's go number 571 good morning god bless you welcome to the broadcast you are on the air area code 571 are you there
1: hey good morning pastor vincent how you doing
2: hey pastor jeff good to hear your voice my friend how are you
1: hey i'm doing good man even better after hearing that excellent word that you gave, man, it's right on point as always. And as usual, I also want to let you know that uh, pastor D and I will be uh, continually praying for you and uh, uh, your wife, pastor joy. Um, it's your joy yes. You know, it's, so it, it, it's, it's, yes, sir. It's not unu- it, it's not unusual. I mean, believe it or not, ironically, about 48 hours ago, pastor D she just out of the blue, started having headaches, and she's had that headache for for, for two days now. But I've been Ooh. praying, and we're praying. She feels a little bit better today and everything. But I, I just believe believe that it's an attack of the enemy for those of us who, as you stated, are on the front lines, who are out putting ourselves out there, who are not afraid of the truth, who are sharing the truth with the people of God. And uh, the enemy, of course, would want to attack us, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, of a power and love and of a sound man.
2: Well, amen to that. Absolutely, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for that touch that will release right now your daughter D from the affliction that got on her in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: amen. Thank you for doing
2: it. All right, Papa.
1: I was, I was just. Um... Uh, listening to what you were saying also, you know, the prophetic word, a couple of things, if I, if I may, I had a, I had a dream, dream last night and, uh, you know, I've had dreams before, but this one was a dream where I was, I don't know exactly where I was at. It was a place that I was unfamiliar, but I was standing outside and it was, it was a parking lot. And a lot of people were standing around and there was a, um, Two people, uh, uh, like a husband and wife, sitting in the middle of the parking lot. And this guy came out, and it it appeared that everybody was afraid of this guy. He was like a bully. And all of a sudden, he grabbed this this woman and just started viciously beating her. And in my dream, it seemed as if this man who was doing the beating of the woman knew the lady and the guy like like if if he was their son and everybody was afraid but they were standing watching and nobody did anything not even myself i mean we we were just all in shock that this guy would just the violence and and the viciousness of it and and the the woman told uh, her husband i guess in the dream of the gentleman something, and he got up, and you would think he was going to go stop it, but he started running away, so I don't know if he, he was running to get the police, running to get a weapon, whatever, but he ran the opposite direction, and then the gentleman, after he, after he stopped beating the woman, he got up, and people, like, as if they were afraid, like he was coming at them, and I went inside, everybody scattered, but what was in my spirit was um, what's to come, the violence, the lawlessness that, as you said, in this summer that we're in, and so we have to pray, and and God gave me Psalm 118, verse 6 and 7, the Lord is on my side, I am not afraid, what can mortals do to me, the Lord is on my side as my helper, I will see the defeat of those who hate me, and um, I just just think that, but one of the last things I wanted to say was that, you know, I've been sharing information that I get from you know the alternative sites as opposed to the mainstream media, and of course, one of them is uh, uh, the Health Ranger and Natural News. And it's <laughs> not ironic that any time the the the, uh, the truth comes out, you know, Satan comes as a roaring lion seeking whom he can devour, and he also comes bringing disinformation and, and lies. Uh, yesterday, I got a couple articles. I won't read them all, but the point is, uh, from from the Health Ranger, an article that said Biden to be removed from power after failing 70% vaccination goal by July 4th. Globalists may accelerate plans for economic and cyber takedown. But but the, but but the gist of that uh, of that article from yesterday was that the globalists had given uh, Biden um a a a number that seventy percent that, that vaccination threshold and, and he's not gonna hit it so they may remove him before the end of the year. So and then it talks about some of the things that they're gonna try to do with the delta Delta variant. So then the second article came out by somebody else, S. D. Wells, that says COVID Delta variant is just a fancy name for vaccine injury. And he goes on and he talks about one second. He talks about the goal of the CDC and the World Health Organization is to catch this Delta variant and its variants early and figure out where they originated. They say even though they've done everything in their power to block investigations into the Wuhan lab in China and their connections, including NIH and Fauci grants, the Delta variant has turned up in nine countries so far, and if they can get the world to, to, to continue to say Delta variant over and over they may be able to convince all the vaccinated sheeple to run and get the next dose of blood clotting injections. So what they're saying is, from the alternative news which we listen to, is that they're going to try to continue to use fear by saying, by 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 the news media saying that the Delta variant is 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 bigger and worse than the coronavirus. To, to to get those who haven't been injected to get the jab. So the last point is this morning that those articles came out yesterday. So what does the mainstream news do? They do exactly what the what I said in in these articles that they were going to do. Uh, today an article comes out in Yahoo News says six warning signs that the delta variant is coming for unvaccinated Americans. So uh, without reading this eight-page thing, what they do is they put out six warning signs that they say the Delta variant is heading our way, and then they talk about it. It's already in the U.K., and they say that once it lands somewhere, even somewhere with lots of immunity, it's going to spread fast, and that we need to stay ahead of it. And then they start talking about it's popping up in Missouri. It's popped up in Nevada. And and so, uh, the long story short, in this article, they're they're trying to get those who are vaccinated to turn on those who aren't vaccinated, to to encourage us who aren't that hey you're you know you're the cause of, of this variant spreading and it's gonna be the hospitals are gonna be overrun so again that word fear like what you were talking about in Psalms 91 which is an antidote to that that's what they're gonna try to do so I'm just letting everyone here know. Beware, although we don't watch it in a lot or any of the mainstream media, but don't think it's strange when you start hearing or reading or everything you see in the mainstream media about this Delta variant is to, A, bring fear, and, B, to get us who haven't taken the vaccination to get the vaccination so they can reach their goal or their threshold. That's what I wanted to say
2: Pastor Jeff, that's amazing information, and at the very tail end, as you were speaking, I saw in my mind's eye Jesus putting his hands on a full-blown leper, and there was an immunity in Jesus that Mm. did not terrify him from touching what all the disciples said, don't touch that man, unclean. He touched him, and I believe the immunity of Jesus in his physical body that he had is the immunity we're going to declare right now. Every person that's listening to this broadcast anywhere, in Jesus' name, we declare the immune system of the man Jesus who walked on this earth and possessed and was Christ in that body. Christ in us. Christ in these bodies affords an immune system against these things. It's going to make Neo from the Matrix look like kindergarten to
1: what we're going to be going through amen 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 i believe it, i just pastor want to Jeff. lastly say yeah. uh pastor vincent i just I, i'm in agreement with you i think we need to declare and decree psalm 91 and also in the natural what we need to do is uh, uh make sure that our immune system is up you know we pastor d and i we we purchase vitamin d vitamin c zinc and all those natural things to continue to make sure, exercising, walking, doing, eating right, the things right. we need to do to keep our immune systems up and, and uh, uh, you know, put on the whole armor of God and all those spiritual things and, and, and not buy into what they're saying. Uh, like I told D and I, we agree, man, they're going to, you know, to buy, the Bible says to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. I refuse to take any type of jab in the name of Jesus. And, uh, that, and and that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
2: I love it. I love it. It's a great story, and it's a true story. And I couldn't agree more that diet and, 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 and enjoying the benefits of this life to begin today, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that one can get up and begin to go for a walk. Even if it's half a block, you start doing something. Uh, you put away the cupcakes, the Twinkies, the Ding Dongs, the Coca-Cola. You put away all the things that are harmful to the body that we're aware of. We bless the things that we know are good, like fruits and vegetables and good, healthy sources of protein, et etc. et cetera. The good vitamin B, the B12, the vitamin D, the D3, the Cs, get the Cs. Uh, there is a tremendous amount of good things that can still be purchased and utilized and uh I couldn't agree with you more I think it's great god bless you
1: god bless you
2: yeah brother stay strong and D, be healed in Jesus name amen
1: <laughs> Jesus. Hey, hey 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 pastor uh Vincent one last thing if I may sure yeah um i did a teach uh, teaching about 6 months ago and i and i basically for our congregation, I, I, I went and had researched all the protection scriptures and there's, there, there's so many, you know, Psalms, as far as Psalms rather, Psalm 61, but I want to leave you in, in, in the audience with this. The one that's also really blessed me that I have meditated on, and I'm going to continue to speak along with Psalm 91 is Psalm seven. It's about 17 verses. I won't read them all, but I want to leave you with, um, uh, from verse starting at verse 10, it says, God is my protector. He saves those who obey him. God is a righteous judge and always condemns the wicked. If they do not change their ways, God will sharpen his sword. He bends his bow and makes it ready. He takes up his deadly weapons and aims his burning arrows. 14, see how wicked people think up evil, and when I started, I started thinking how the globalists and all these wicked people think up evil. Then he says, they plan trouble and practice deception, but in the traps they set for others, they themselves get caught. So they are punished by their own evil and are hurt by their own violence. I thank the Lord for his justice. I sing praises to the Lord, the Most High. Wow. Amen.
2: And you know, the declaration that I want to have with you in agreement right now is that the Lord is going to turn things around and what the enemy meant for harm in this last season that God's kids have gone through and uh, he's turning it around and the sword shall be pointed at the heart of those who intended evil. All things will work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. The enemy will fall into his own traps. He will be hung upon his own gallows We declare that in the name of Jesus today that the enemy, will it will turn on him now. And there is a force rising that is going to now contend with the pushing and the bullying spirit that we have witnessed in this world. Watch and see the turn, and it's going to be a collision. Again, that unmovable object and that unstoppable force meeting at the precise moment is going to create collision in this world and it's going to be an amazing thing to be a part of and to see how God's going to move his kids through it so Pastor Jeff I declare with you the word that you just read in Jesus name amen
1: in Jesus name have a great weekend I'll talk to you soon all
2: right brother love you God bless you all right great call coming out of Virginia Pastor Jeff River of I always forget it is it's the river ministry It's the River of Life ministry coming out of uh, Virginia. Let's take our next call coming in on area code 501. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air. Good morning,
3: Pastor. This is Terry from Conway, Arkansas. Hello, Terry. Hey, uh, to go along with
0: what the the other gentleman was
3: saying, you know, my daughter-in-law worked at a nursing home and come down with the COVID and she come to me and she said, what do I do, Dad? And I said, do some quinine tonic water, do some zinc and some vitamin D. She goes, that's just nasty, talking about the tonic water. I said, mix it with grape juice, orange juice or something, you know, about half, half. And she goes, that's good. And she went taking it. Three days later, she was over it. And when, and when she got to go back to work, she got at the nursing home. They had eight cases there. So I said, can she got the administration to start giving it to all the to all the elderly. In three days, half them cases went back to their room. Within a week, they was COVID free. Wow! <laughs> just from just from that, just from just, just you know, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. We absolutely, I mean, it, God's word is still true. He's still on the throne, and yeah, you know, I'm The Lord gave me the word delusion this morning. So, so I do this quick search. It's only mentioned the word delusion is only used twice in the King James Bible, and the first one describes the you know describes what we see today. It's in uh, Isaiah 66, 4. <clears throat> he says, "I will also choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them." There it is. Because when I called, none did answer. When hmm. I spake. They did not hear, and they did evil before mine eyes. I mean, yeah, it's still not I don't know how it can be any more clear. So many people are running around with a fearful heart. I mean, they're just scared to death of this virus. They're scared to death of the future. I mean, yeah, you know, son. I know there's great calamities coming because elsewhere in Isaiah it tells us he'll make he'll make man as scarce as fine gold, as scarce as gold on the face of the earth. <laughs> you know, son. In another place in Isaiah, yes, you know, the sun will get seven times brighter. The, well, the moon will get seven times brighter. So that means the sun's got to be seven times hotter. There is yeah. climate change, but it's not it's not the environmentalist man causing it going to be coming through God's judgment on on his creation. But anyway, I just wanted to share that about the tonic water and so forth. Don't I check in that that little passage from Isaiah this morning. I just, uh, I appreciate your ministry, sir, more than you know.
2: Hey, Terry, just it's absolutely amazing the confirmation that you brought out in that scripture. And there is going to be climate control and the climate in our nation is going to change. You watch and see from this day forward, there's going to be a bold people that are going to rise up. They're going to shake off this fear and this serpent bite, this viper bite that they tried to put on everybody. And there's going to be a contending. And that's where this summer is going to become volatile because. People are going to stop just capitulating and and going with the status quo out of fear, acting like slaves. We are the the founding fathers, the home of the free, the land of the brave, and the ecclesia, the church in this nation. There needs to be an awakening, and we declare today an awakening among God's people all over this place. Forget about tradition and denominational lines and walls. Those who believe in Jesus Christ, who rally around the cross of Jesus Christ— are going to awaken and begin to proclaim some things. We're going to see climate change in this nation this summer. Watch and see. And thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it. Thank you, Master. You have a wonderful day.
3: Many blessings to you pray for your wife to get better.
2: Thank you. God bless you, Terry. Appreciate you. Thanks for the call. All the way from Conway in Arkansas. I love that. Never talked to Terry before. I do not believe. Let's take our next call coming in from area code 916. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air.
4: Good morning, Pastor V.
2: Good morning, Brother Mark. How
4: are you, sir? <clears throat> I am doing really well. I'm out in my vehicle driving right now and I'm listening in and there is something that's really heavy on my heart that I would like to share with the broadcast regarding this so-called delta variant.
2: Okay. Pastor,
4: in the book of Genesis we learn and we know because we believe the Word of God that the Lord God spoke the world into existence by just breathing out and speaking. The world the, the world was made by God just by him speaking it into existence. I propose that Delta variant has been spoken into existence by some demonically influenced scientist or news reporter sitting at a computer with a monitor and the keyboard who typed out the word, ooh, Delta variant. And he released that word, Delta variant, to the news media,
0: to the internet.
4: And all of a sudden, everybody is talking about a Delta variant, which is my way of saying I really don't believe that a Delta variant even exists. I believe that wording, Delta variant, is the work of Satan speaking into existence another basis of fear to be levied upon the human race. I really think that that very well could be the case, sir. I really doubt that there really is such a thing as a Delta variant. I think it is a figment of science imagination or science fiction, if you will. And uh,
3: I'll tell you what,
4: that's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
2: <laughs> you know what? I think that was brilliant. I think that was absolutely brilliant for you to have brought that forth that way. I thank you for it and it will help me to steer away from actually verbalizing that the way that I did this morning. I I love that. Way to go. Keep driving around. Get more epiphanies. We love it. (laughs)
4: Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate it. And uh, we're all praying for Pastor Patricia, and, and Cindy and I just think you guys are like the cutest couple ever.
2: Thank you. Thank you. She's a lot cuter a than I am, but she, that's the way it is. <laughs> Thank well, you so I much, Mark. I agree with that, sir. I agree. Yeah, All right. dude, yeah you Thank didn't you have me, to brother. agree that much. All right. God bless you. Have a great <laughs> I'm day. I'm so sorry. <laughs> we'll uh, talk to you praise soon. Praise the Lord. Thank, Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank that you. Was, yeah, that was well said. I mean, uh, you know, that. You know, see, that, to me, these comments by Pastor Jeff, by Terry, by Mark, these are brilliant comments that really add to what we're doing here on the airwaves. And that's why we always want to open the telephone lines up to you so that you could share your thoughts and your heart with not just me, but with the people that are listening to this broadcast. And we're finding out that these broadcasts really are going around the world. And um, so again, anytime you want to participate all you do is call that number 818-369-0326, 818-369-0326. And then when you call in, if you want to speak, you just press 1 on your dial pad, and they will bring you directly into the conversation. It'll show up on my screen that you're wanting to say something. And I push a button and there it is. So it's 1009. We've had a, a just a, a wonderful, wonderful Friday. And I'm not playing, and I know you're not playing. Something is about to turn around. And I'm not talking about the salvation of America. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that there is something about to turn around in this nation to contend with this unstoppable force that's been coming at this, uh, this, po- this body of citizens in this country. And I believe that there is something that is an unmovable object of those who are rooted and grounded in the knowledge of what this nation once stood for or are rooted and grounded in Christ and, and the moral righteousness of our day. And they understand millions understand in this country and they're getting there's, a, there's God is dropping into their spirit into their mind where they're saying coming up maybe on July 4th period of time, you're not going to push us around any longer. You people that are in control are terrified of what you know is about to arise and come against you. And that is a truth. And I am not shying away from that. And so I just believe that there is a climate change coming. And you want to be on the right side of this moment. You don't want to be quibbling in the fear in the halls of terrification. It's a brand new word, terrification means terrified a lot so you don't want to be there with the with the crowd on the left that thinks they're in control right now i've got news for you the globalists are not in control the left is not in control the earth does not belong to joe biden kamala harris barack obama bill Gates, george soros or anybody else on this earth you know who the earth belongs to the earth belongs to the lord jesus christ is the rightful heir of this world. And they said throughout scripture, let us kill the heir so that we could take possession of the earth. Jesus gave a parable about the the Jews, the Sanhedrin, the Sadducees, the leaders of Israel in that day. He said, oh, they'll say, let us kill the heir and then we'll seize on the inheritance. They can't do that. They've tried and they failed men today think that they the globalists own the earth it's not theirs you know why jesus is the rightful heir of the world because he created it the bible is very clear that he is the creator of all things that through him all things were created jesus christ purchased this earth back remember he created the earth and the heavens gave it to adam told him to have dominion adam sinned the devil took possession and he had possession But then Jesus came and whooped him on the cross through the death, burial, resurrection, came out of the grave, came out of hell with the keys of hell and death and took his seat in the heavenly realms at the right hand of God, waiting for his enemies to become a footstool for him. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. There is no doubt he's the rightful heir and they cannot kill him. Now, the dragon and the beast and the globalists and the world and the people that side with evil, they think this is theirs, so they try to control other people on it. But there's something coming that's going to rise up supernaturally that's going to contend with that idea. We know that Jesus is the rightful heir, and guess what? We're okay with that. The globalists aren't. We don't want this man to rule over us, they said in in the Gospels. We will not have this man to reign over us. Oh, but the Lord says at the end of that parable, bring them and slay them before me. There's something coming. And the globalists are going to be terrified. You better get a lot of toilet paper because it may not be enough for you for what's coming upon you. The dread, the fear, the terror of the Lord that is going to strike in the heart against people. Watch and see what's coming. You and I have no problem submitting and yielding and saying, Lord Jesus, this world is yours. There may be a God of this world. He's a puny God. You're the Lord of heaven and earth. This is yours. We have no problem with that. I didn't create this earth. It's not mine. I've been allowed to live upon it and to receive the resources of it. I got born again and met the God who created it. I'm all good with giving him the glory. I'm all good with giving him the honor. He's the rightful heir. And as long as I'm on this earth, that truth is going to be known as far and wide as it needs to be. And no man on earth, no man on earth, will ever deny what is true concerning the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. That's not religion. That's reality. That's the truth. So all of us need to raise our voice in this earth, And make a declaration, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And these puny people that have sided with the wrong source are going to pay a terrible price. So we would say, repent of your arrogance and your pride and give honor to the king. It says in Psalm 2, kiss the son lest he be angry at you. I'm telling you. There is something coming from the throne of heaven onto this earth that is going to shake this world. And most likely, the kings of the earth, the mighty men, the captains, the chief men, they're going to hide in their bunkers. And they're going to know when they see the Lord. They say, oh, my God, the day of the Lord's wrath has come. It's coming. Lord Jesus, so be it. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. It's coming. And you get ready. You get fastened in. There's a head-on collision, and I know that the one who rules and reigns in the heavens is mightier than any force that thinks it's unmovable or unstoppable. It's going to be met with a greater power and a greater force. God is in control. I believe it with all of my heart, and I'm glad I'm on his side. How about you? Got another call coming in, area code 614. Let's take that call. Say good morning. God bless you. Welcome to the broadcast. You're on the air.
0: Good morning. How you doing there?
2: I'm doing very good. Who is this?
0: This is Elisha Ba.
2: Elisha Ba. How are you, Elisha Ba? Yes.
0: I'm wonderful. Thank you. I called because I want to make a comment and then possibly I want to ask a question.
2: Okay, Elisha Ba.
0: Yes. uh, The comment that that I want to make is that why do all the Christmas, well, I'm going to say all. Why do all the Christians and the Christian pastors and churches always focus on Satan and what he's doing in the earth when you don't actually have biblical evidence that Satan is the one that's actually killing and hurting and destroying people? You only have that one scripture, mainly in the New Testament, that says Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that's just one scripture. So you would need a precept to back up that scripture to prove that Satan is actually doing all this stuff that people say he's doing. So okay. that's, my, yeah, that's, my, that's a question. That's a question oh, and a comment. Okay. So at least you to a, answer that. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. That's a great Please. question. Now, there are several scriptures in the New Testament that talk about uh, the enemy, mm-hmm. your adversary, as a roaring lion. Uh, roams about seeking whom he may devour. Uh, when Jesus was in his ministry, when Isa was ministering upon the earth 2,000 years ago, two-thirds of his ministry was dealing with the demonic spirits that were operating in the souls of men. He cast out demons everywhere. He took note that the enemy had taken occupation and it was a war. And Jesus uh, demonstrated his power against the powers of darkness. But there is more evidence. And, we, you know, this is great because we could go deeper into the scriptures and maybe next week on Tuesday bring a, a plethora of scriptures that Satan really is the dragon in the book of Revelation 13. He is the beast. He is the false prophet. It is him that in Revelation 13, and I'll just give you one example, um, if I may. you have a second, Elisha Ba?
0: Sure, please. I okay, need so answers Reve- right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh,
2: Revelation 13 says it this way. Okay, this is in the book of Revelation. Mm -hmm. It says in verse one, I stood upon the sand of the sea and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea. Now, I'm not going to go into detail, but it says this in verse three. I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world wondered after the beast and they worshipped the dragon, which gave power unto the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given unto him a mouth, speaking great things and blasphemies, and power was given unto him to continue three and a half years or 42 months. He opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb, slain from the foundation of the world. And then in the following passages in chapter 13, we know that the false prophet causes the whole world to worship. They create an image. They put to death people that will not serve or receive the mark of the beast. So I believe that's just one verse of many that literally explains that there is an active force of evil. Go ahead.
0: Okay. Um, I'm very familiar with the scriptures that you are reading because I was a Christian church pastor for like 20 years. So I'm very familiar with the passages that you are reading. Very familiar. But uh, I would like to answer another question because that really don't answer my question that I'm asking you is because – Everybody always says, Satan, 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 Satan. This is all you ever hear. This is all you ever hear. Satan is doing this. Satan, what about what is, what is God doing?
1: Amen. What is
0: God, what is the God of Israel doing? Matter of fact, what is the God of Israel doing? The mm-hmm. one that the Bible actually speaks about, the God yeah. of Israel, not just God. I'm talking about the God of Israel because you have many gods in the earth. So just saying God is really not identical. It's not really connected with what God you are really talking about. Because we know Satan is a God, and it's all kind of gods in the earth that people worship, like statues and all kind of stuff. So that's number one. Number two is I just don't understand why people keep saying Satan is doing this, Satan, Satan, Satan. And I understand Revelation when it talk about the beast and the false prophet. The beast is actually... Not really talking about Satan, but the dragon is Satan. But that's a whole other show we have to get into, Pastor. But, yeah, what I'm just <laughs> saying, Pastor, don't you understand that it is many, many, many scriptures in the Bible that say God is killing and hurting people? Don't you understand that? There is many scriptures, New and Old Testament, that say God is killing and destroying and hurting People and might of fact, in 2019, pastor, just to close out my questions and comments, in 2019, I am a prophet, I'm a prophet. I'm the prophet of the God of Israel. In 2019, he spoke to me and told me, millions will die in 2020. millions. Now what is the, what is the death rate actually now, pastor, for the COVID-19? Is it way beyond millions?
2: That's what they say. It's three million. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. It's three million, they say. Right. But I was, spoke to this prophetically in 2019. The God of Israel told me that millions would die in 2020, and that's actually what have happened. So for you, to, for you and other people, pastors, to get on national TV and say, Satan, is, Satan can't take nobody life. He don't have no power to take life. He, listen to me, Pastor, please. He do not have any power to take anyone's life. He could deceive someone and make somebody jump off a bridge or commit suicide. He can do that. But it still would be the God of Israel taking that person's life, even though he jumped off the bridge or she. So Satan can't kill anyone. So let me read one scripture, if that's okay. Sure. Maybe two. Okay. <laughs> okay, Ezekiel 5, okay, Pastor, Ezekiel 5, verse 11 and 12, and then I'm going to read Jeremiah, Jeremiah 15, verse 2. Okay, Ezekiel 5, 11. Wherefore, as I live, say the Lord God, surely because thou hast defiled my sanctuary, with all thy detestable things and with all thy abominations. Therefore will I go also, will I also diminish thee. Neither shall my eyes spare, neither will I have pity. Part of thee shall die with the pestilence. Ezekiel five twelve, a third part shall die of pestilence. And this is actually what you see going on right now. What we see going on in the earth right now, Pastor, is prosthetic. It's prosthetic. A third part shall die with a pestilence. And that pestilence is the COVID-19 right now in the earth. And all other kind of names, they want to give it. But that's not what the God of Israel call it. He call it a pestilence. A pestilence which is a disease or a virus or whatever he said mm-hmm. third part shall die with the pestilence this is actually biblical now not nothing I'm making up and with famine shall they consume in the midst of thee and a third part shall fall by the sword is not we have a lot of deaths all around us pastor children young people old people all kind of people dying from sickness and disease do we not have that pastor in the earth mm-hmm
2: all over the world.
0: Pastor, yes, and we need to understand why now, Pastor. We cannot keep pushing this on Satan no more. Because, again, he cannot take life. A third part of thee shall die with the pestilence, and with famine shall they be consumed in the midst of thee. And a third part shall fall by the sword round about thee, and I will scatter a third part into all the earth. Next scripture, and I'm finished, Pastor. Thank you so sure. much. Sure. Jeremiah 15.2. Jeremiah 15.2. And this is actually a precept to what I just read in Ezekiel. And that's how I studied the Bible, Pastor. It's precept upon precept. And it shall come to pass, Pastor. Jeremiah 15.2. If they say unto thee, whether shall we go forth? Look what he told Ezekiel. Then thou shalt tell them, Thus said the Lord, Such as are from death to death, and such as from sword to sword, and such as from femi to femi, and such as from captivity to captivity. So no, Satan is not killing anyone. He's deceiving people to kill their own self by jumping off a bridge. But the God of Israel, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, the God of Moses he's the one that's killing and destroying people because they have defiled his sanctuary and I'm not talking about no church building I'm talking about your own temple your body that's hmm. his sanctuary hmm. they have defiled my sanctuary and committed all kind of abomination and detestable things by calling on other gods that's so thank you, Pastor. Can we, I would love to have a dialogue with you one day. Well, you know nice. what, we're, good. we're going to have that dialogue
2: Tuesday. I'm taking this information. I'm going to be bringing it back because someone would say that, I, uh, you know, the Lord, he came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Um, the The thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life. And yet I know I have no problem with the days of Noah, the days of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah, God raining down judgment. I I know that a lot of that is a reality. And I know in the last days, the wrath of God is going to be poured out upon the unbelieving nations of the earth. Revelation 16 is very clear. So, but I also know that he came for life. It's not God's will, according to 2 Peter, that any would perish, but that all would come to life. So what I'm going to do next week is we're going to balance this conversation out and come up with pure, unadulterated truth. And I thank you for sharing it. Uh, no doubt, Elisha Bob, thank you for sharing yes. what you did, and it's yeah. going to give people pause to think. God bless you.
0: Oh, thank you. Yep. Thank you very much. Thank
2: you. You're welcome. God bless you. Hey, we're coming to the very end of our broadcast. It looks like we're going to be moving on from now. That was a great comment by Elisha Bah. She brings up a point. It's the God. You see, whom should we fear? The devil or men who, after they kill, have no power to cast both body and soul to hell? No, we're to fear God, who after he kills, has power to cast both body and soul into hell. We should fear him. Um, So we're going to have to balance this all together. Now, Patricia Joy would tell you emphatically, God doesn't do that. God is love. Um, So we need to put some things together here, and that's what we'll be spending some time doing. You know, we're going to be gathering together this weekend at the New Wine Ministry uh, gathering place, and God has dropped a message into my heart. He's made it so abundantly clear the last three weeks or so. He's just continually brought this particular theme. We are also going to be baptizing tomorrow, Saturday at 1.30. We'll be baptizing many souls Over at Lake Avalon in Bella Vista, Arkansas, 1.30 p.m. tomorrow, young Gavin is going to be baptized as well. And we are excited about these lives that are committing themselves to Jesus Christ, the symbolic water baptism of the inward cleansing and the lifelong washing of the water of the word and being baptized into Jesus Christ. And by the way, Elisha, if you're still there, he's not only the God of Israel, but he's the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ amen got a call from New York coming in so anyways it's time for me to roll it's time for me to go have a super blessed weekend and may the Lord bless each and every one of you thank you if you would like to support this radio ministry if it is in your heart to say I want to give I want to thank Diane for her gift to the ministry and I want to thank the others that have given to the ministry please don't stop. It's beginning to roll. We haven't talked about it for months. We're opening the door right now because we need a financial blessing to Omega Radio. So if you would, please go to one of our websites, NWM Global. That's NWM. It stands for New Wine Ministry, nwmglobal.org. Go to the donation tab or go to nwm, I already said that, nwmglobal.org, the donation tab, or go to Omega Radio, radio omegaradio.org to the donation tab, or go on your smartphone, go to the app store on an Apple app store, download the church app. That's what you type in the search bar, the church app. There's a little purple one with a white cross in it. You, you You open that up, you download it, open it up, and it tells you, find your ministry. You type in New Wine Ministries, and it's the only one there, and you can proceed that way. You could also mail a gift to P.O. Box 100, Decatur, Arkansas, 72722. That's P.O. Box 100, and the zip code is 72722. All right, so I want to thank you for giving. God bless you. We're going to continue to do what we do, And may God bless you richly, multiply your seed sown, increase the fruits of your righteousness, open the windows of heaven, pour out a blessing that you cannot contain. You're going to have to give it out overflow. And may that kind of blessing, hundredfold soil, be upon the ministry you're sowing into. No bells, no whistles, no gimmicks, just meeting the needs, taking care of business, and your appreciation and value being shown through your partnership with this ministry. I'm Vincent Xavier, pastor of New Wine Ministries, right now on Omega Radio, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, a roundtable discussion with those who are studying with Patricia Joy out of her book, Deliverance, the Christian Bill of Rights, one of the most brilliant conversations you'll ever hear. Enjoy it. Have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Saturday night, 530, Facebook, YouTube, at the New Wine Ministry, and then on Tuesday, uh, excuse me, Sunday, at 2 p.m. Have a blessed day. Here we go. Omega Radio roundtable discussion.